Getting the best brands and prices is always the mission of Gallery Furniture. Right now, you can shop online. Ask for the Wolfman.com. Bedroom steals under $300. Queen beds, $199. King beds, $299. Corner sofa with ottoman, $699. Something for all of your home needs and all at great prices. Go see Donna or her daughter Marilyn at Gallery Furniture on Brownsbridge Road in Gainesville. Whether you're looking for a dining room table, a king-size bed for your master, or a sofa for your living room. Gallery Furniture in Gainesville. Ask for the Wolfman.com. This is Betsy Richards from Carrollton, Georgia. Somewhere between Caddy giving me the opportunity to share my faith on Atlanta Morning Radio and sharing chicken fingers and dirt parking lots, my radio friend became my real friend. We're all given second chances in our lives, whether we realize it or not, but it's what we do with them that matters. Caddy, I'm so proud of you, and there's no one better than Donna to make this podcast complete. Here they are now with today's episode of My Second Act. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old. I put in a loyal 26 years until July 2019. Welcome to My Second Act. My name is Donna and I'm Caddy's wife. And I am just um, immensely thankful today for all of, obviously, the essential workers, but the toilet paper restockers. You know, the the food restockers, the truck drivers. I looked out the other day and the garbage collectors. You know, there's so many things that there's the obvious, the medical workers, which we are incredibly thankful for. But there's kind of those silent heroes who are doing things, you know, that you're some of your life while you're in quarantine is, you know, you, you take for granted. that Someone's going to pick up your trash that, you know. I don't know. I mean, it's just, I'm just so, so thankful for them. I'm really, really thankful for the people who go to my mom's assisted living place day in and day out and care for her and Al, who are putting their lives on the line, who have their own families. But if they didn't show up, she would have no care, you know, and I can't be there. I think that it's a great opportunity right now. Like today, I'm sending over pizzas to the facility to feed the people you know, who are helping take care of my mom and Al. And I think there are things you can do on a grand scale if you have the resources and, and, and the money to do that. And then there are things that you can do on a small scale. I don't, you know, even if money's tight for you right now, sending over a couple of pizzas, a thank you card. Well said. We are at the Appen Media Group, North Main Street in Alpharetta and the studios of the Appen Podcast Network. And on your way here today, Donna, what was your Core 57 hype song? Mine was um, Zach Brown, Highway 20 Ride. Okay. I love that song for a lot of reasons. Um, it's hard to choose a Zach Brown song. It's like I love Free. I love tons, you know, all of his stuff. But um, that song meant so much, I know, to you and I, because it talks about, it was written by um, Wyatt Durrett. And he wrote the song when he was going through a really bad divorce custody situation. And his ex-wife lived in Charleston. And so he would drive from Atlanta to Augusta because that was their meeting point to pick up his son. And so he wrote the song about traveling on, you know, Highway 20, Highway 20 ride. And um, I remember the first time I heard that song, it spoke to me so much because of what you and I were doing at the time. Um, you know, we, as we talked about before, we received custody of Will in first grade. But the period before we had custody of him, we would, you worked afternoons. And I worked at the radio station and you would get off at seven o'clock and I would meet you at the radio station and we would hit the road and we would drive to Gatlinburg and usually stay overnight at some cruddy hotel 
and then the next day get up and meet Will and check into a better hotel to stay with him and entertain him for the weekend. But that song is so, it just speaks to you because the real meaning of the song is the links that you will go to to spend time with your kids, you know, to keep a relationship going with your kids. So it's just a really great song. I was told one time that I could not play that song anymore on the radio by a vice president of the company that I worked for at the time. And if you, if, well, if you've ever worked for this man, you can know exactly who I'm talking about, <laughs> but I'm not going to say his name. He was a blowhard who thought that he had all the right answers and just did not like me, did not like me at all. And I remember he came to town one time just to beat me up. I swear to God, he flew into Atlanta from Chicago. Oh, Chicago. Yeah, he yeah. lived in Chicago. Now I know who you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He flew into Atlanta just to beat me up one time, you know, just seriously to just whatever. So well, I remember- He was also in that position to where that was what he would do was kind of just, you know, go into stations. Beat his chest. Beat his chest and then fly back out the next day. You know, so, that's how he had to justify his salary, really. We're in an office and he says to me, he had a really deep voice like this. He said, uh, kind of like Jack, I, I heard that you play that Highway 20 ride, Zach Brown Band song this morning. We're not going to play that ever again. That's just depressing as hell. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't like you were picking that's him anyway. That's what I said. I mean, and, and of all, he should know that. He's right. a vice president of programming for the company. He should know. I don't pick the songs. I just play them. But again, he was just looking. He couldn't find anything. Right. So he was looking for things to beat me up about. <laughs> and I remember him looking at this particular trip. I remember him looking. He's no longer with the company, and nor am I. But he he was let go he was two, three before years yeah. before I got let go. But he, um, I remember him in an office looking at me, and he would just stare me down. And he would say, Kelly like Jack, if I have to fly down here one more time, on a red <laughs> alert. It was red, like he was summoned to Atlanta to beat me up. Um, and the company's based here in Atlanta, which was always crazy to me. But and meanwhile, he, the company was supporting you. They weren't even on his side. Right, but he felt that he had to, like you said, justify right. his salary. So he would tell the upper, you know, people above him. You know, I went to Atlanta. I, I correct. I turned that Cadillac Jack inside out. <laughs> I was in town, and I told him. I said, I said, I looked him right in the eye. Oh my gosh! Okay, I'll tell you a story. Yeah, you can't say the word though. You know what story I'm going to tell yes, just I from do. saying that? Okay. Yes. So he was just like, right, if I have to fly back down here again, Cadillac Jack, I'm just going to fire you. I'm going to fire you. <laughs> so he looks at me. This is one of the first meetings where I ever met him. And I knew that he was an ass. His reputation preceded him everywhere that he went. His name. Don't say it. Okay. He looks at me because I was uncomfortable in the meeting. And I'd never been to a meeting like this where you're just getting chewed up and spit out. You know, I mean, I wasn't a bad guy. I, I, well, and again, you weren't even on the radar at the time. Right. And had decent ratings. Right. But for whatever reason, he just didn't like me. And he came to town. And so we're in the office and, and my program director, I guess. And he's looking at me and I don't realize it. But as he's speaking to me, I'm, I'm looking him in the eye because I think that's what you do. And I'm, I guess I'm shaking my head to everything he's saying. And um, he says to me, he looks at me and says, "Get like Jack, are you Nick? <clears throat> me? <laughs> and it's a word that it's like the worst curse word that you can come up with. Yeah. So I'm certainly not going to say it, but get like Jack, are you, are you Nick? <clears throat> me? Blanking me. And I said, Mr. Jeffrey. Oh, <laughs> I said, I, said I, I have no idea what that is. It's when someone just looks at you and just shakes their neck in agreeance and knowing damn well that as soon as that person leaves the room, you're not going to do a damn thing. They say, <laughs> I said, well, in that case, then yes, yes, I am. I am. And so I just couldn't resist. But anyway, he did not like that song. No, he did not like this song. 
this is also the same person. Wasn't he the same person who didn't believe that Eric Church? Yeah. Remember, he did not believe that Eric Church could fill a a venue. No. I mean, what a loser. He was such a... And for the company, he was over all all genres of music. Right. All formats, radio formats, top 40, rock, country. He just did not get that. I remember he told me one time in the meeting that I need to give the, uh, the wind speed. (laughs) <laughs> when you get Cadillac Jack, when you give that weather in the morning, which who needs the weather in the morning? You right. know, I mean, even back then you had smartphones, you had whatever, you know, I need you to hear. I need you to tell the people of Atlanta the wind speed. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? I mean, if you're in Chicago and you have the Great Lakes. Yeah. Is that, or is that what's up there? Yes. Okay. Blustering over. You know, or you're somewhere where you're on the coast. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Cadillac Jack, I'd flood up never one time. <laughs> I'm going to fire you. And he didn't have the ability to do that. No, he didn't. Yeah. And he knew that. And that's, and after he would leave, the program director would be like, just ignore yeah, all Yeah, it would be. Yeah, yeah, just listen. I'll tell you one more. Oh, boy. He was in New York City, and he had was at our top 40 station, WPLJ, in New York City. And he'd been up there just chewing everybody up. That's what he loved to do. He'd just fly from market to market, and everybody knew what an ass he was. But I got a couple stories. Okay. But he was on a runway at LaGuardia. And he'd been at PLJ beating up those people for like three days, talking about the music, how the music stinks. And he made all these changes to the rotations and adding and pulling different songs. And um, so the program director is on the air doing afternoons, three to seven, as Jan, sorry, as he's on a, he's on, I didn't mean to, Donna, as he's sitting on a, a runway, LaGuardia. And the afternoon guy thinks that he's gone, like he's up in the air. He's on the plane monitoring PLJ before they take off. The hotline rings in the studio, WPLJ, and the afternoon dude answers it, and it's Jan Jeffries, and he tears into him because he has paid no attention or made no of the change, none, none of the changes that they told he that, told him that, to make. He told him to make, and just lit into him again. At our building, this will be my final story. At our building, um, Jeff Dollar worked at our, our our building with the Bird Show, and everybody knew when Jan, everybody knew when this person was coming. I'm sorry, everybody knew when this person was coming to town. All right. I was pulling out of backing out of my parking spot at the Centrum building in Sandy Springs, which is where the studios still are. And I'm starting to pull around. All of a sudden, my passenger side door opens to my truck and Jeff Dollar throws himself in my truck. <laughs> without in like a, a roll maneuver. Seriously, because I'm, I'm rolling. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm driving. I'm, I'm in, in drive, you know, and I, seriously, I had no idea. I didn't see him coming, but like a, a, a superhero, a character, <laughs> he jumps into my truck. And he's like, drive, just drive. Don't ask any questions. Just drive. <laughs> I said, Jeff, is everything okay? What's going on? Jeff, Jeffrey. Sorry. He just pulled into the, he just pulled into the parking lot. Oh, parking boy. deck. And sure enough, I look, he always wore black. He, he was like a. Uh, Undertaker. Oh my, that was his nickname too. The Undertaker. He, always, he wore the exact same pants, shirt, and coat everywhere that he went every day. And he had dandruff on his shoulders. Okay. And huh? <laughs> we're done. All right. But Jeff, just drive. County, just drive, drive, drive. He was not a fan of, of the Highway 20 ride. He was not. What was your Core 57 hype song? I hyped it up today with Ja Rule. Ja Rule, living it up. Oh, that's a good one. Everybody going to live it up. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody going to live it up. I mean, Always you go way back. Time. I did. Well, I just, it's a time when I like rediscovering right now. I'd like to go back and just rediscover fun music. music. Yeah, yeah. Just a beat fun song. I remember seeing him at Music Midtown. I was the only white dude in the audience. Yeah, I And I ja just bought a pair of white sneakers and didn't have a blade of green from the grass on them you know just white but could that was them. probably before white sneakers were even they in made fun. oh sure it was but i didn't know that yeah i was a trendsetter donna 
at the Ja Rule concert music mixing. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> yeah. Such a fashion trending type. Yes. We'll add both of those songs to the Core 57 Hype Song playlist. You can find it on Spotify. Probably 50 different songs right now. Uh, two from each episode of my second act. Core 57. Downtown Alpharetta at Alpharetta City Center and also in Milton. Check out the virtual class schedule. All virtual workouts are on the Facebook Live page. Support local and join the virtual community for now. Core 57, Alfreda City Center, and also in Milton. Many doctors are changing to um, virtual appointments. Right. Because they don't want you to go in. Well, you can't go in. To yeah. the office. But there, you know, people still need... I had to do one with Olivia for... Um, some medicine that she takes and it was a quick med check and we actually did this one over the phone we didn't do um, a video call you know we could just do it over the phone she could talk to Olivia and ask her some questions but you do you have to you know you have to in order to get medicines and kind of keep everything going you have to have some sort of meetup so I was telling you about this you know all the doctors are talking about um, if if they can't meet with you in the office that they'll do a virtual call so I have a friend who has had this mole that she has needed to get checked and she's kind of been putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. So she set up an appointment with um, a dermatologist and they were going to do a virtual zoom call. And so (laughs) she told me later that when, when the, when the cameras came up or whatever, she went ahead and started taking off her shirt because the, the mole is kind of up, around like her clavicle type bone, you know? Mm-hmm. And so the when the doctor joined the Zoom group, he was like, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. He said, you know, and she was like, I don't understand the protocol. Like, is it like in the doctor's office where you go in the doctor's office first and you kind of have like a face-to-face meeting and then you go in the room and disrobe? And she said, all of a sudden, this third box pops on and it's a nurse practitioner who I guess like, you know, if you're in the room with a doctor, there's always... You know, a nurse president. Do you think that's the case with virtual? It was on this one. Booby doctors? Well, I don't, it wasn't a booby doctor. It was oh, a dermatologist. Okay. All right. Okay. We don't have to say that word anymore because we got I'm it not. in. We got I'm it not. in. You've already warned me. Do yep. not say titty. <laughs> okay. It wasn't that. It was a dermatologist appointment. But she was like, I just don't, I mean, what is the protocol? And I'm kind of wondering the same thing. Like, you know, how does it work? Like, do you, I don't know. But you're very comfortable with Dr. Corimpolis. Uh, Corimpolis. Yes. Yeah, but I don't know that if we potted up on a Zoom call and I had like a mole somewhere that I'd, <laughs> I'd have it like, you know. Dr. K, check this out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, imagine like his wife walking through the room being like, are you holding virtual meetings or what are you doing? Well, that's a virtual meeting though yeah. for a doctor. I mean, yeah. they have to look at all your parts. No, well, no parts are exempt during during the COVID, <laughs> as Governor Kemp here in Georgia calls it, the COVID-19. Well, I'll tell you another one. So we have a friend whose son fell like two days ago. I mean, he's like in eighth grade. And he fell like on the basketball, outside playing basketball on their driveway. And she is obsessed with like, and, and it is, you know, hospitals aren't safe. It's not a good time to go right now. You know, if you're dealing with something outside of what they're dealing with and um he completely busted his knee open and she was like i think it needs a stitch so she is she was going to stitch it up like a sewing kit and a needle i haven't talked to her to find out where it happened but she's like i can't take him they won't they're they'll barely take anybody at you know urgent med so she's like it's just a butterfly stitch i mean i've seen it done before you know if you have boys you've had stitches you've seen them so she was going to do it like with some calico thread yeah 
Put the little needle in some isopropyl alcohol. I really don't think that's a good idea at all. Well, I don't know what happened, but I think that desperate times call for desperate measures. And I mean, I think you may have to do some do-it-yourself things. <laughs> do-it-yourself stitches. Triage yourself. You know what I mean? Like I saw the other day, I can't remember where it was. I think it was at um, a CBS or something, but now they're selling like do-it-yourself strep kits. And I have seen enough strep tests with three kids. I know I could do it. I could get that Q-tip down in the back of the throat and like... Test it up, swab it up. I can clean out your ears. I can, I mean, I, there's a million things I can do. Do you find, Donna, that we as human beings, as humans, are also isolating maybe too much during all of this? Well, I mean, I Listen, think. Well, I mean, obviously, go by, play by the rules. Right. Social distancing, six feet, wash your hands, don't pick your nose. All of that is, is, is in play. Right. I'm speaking, though, if you see someone in the grocery store. And every, right. you know, and, and, and the grocery stores have adapted to all of this now with, uh, you know, uh, lanes that are one way. Yes. Aisles rather aisles that are one way. I didn't understand that the other day. I did not know that was going on. I'm going to, I'm going to totally out myself. I was going up and down aisles. I was getting looks, but I didn't realize until afterwards. And someone else pointed out to me, they said, oh, when you were at the store were the lanes going one way with the tape and I figured it out, but I will say, and I told you this, when I came home the other day from Publix, you know, I, what I do think is happening in this culture is it is like I call it kind of like zombie world because everyone has on their mask. But you can tell with someone's eyes when they're smiling, even when they have on a mask. And it's like my experience lately when I've gone into the few places that I've gone into is people are not even making eye contact. They don't smile. They don't say, how are you doing? Hey, how are you doing? And even, at, you know, when you're checking out at the grocery with your groceries or whatever, there's this big movement now. Like, I bagged my own groceries. You know, you don't want anybody touching anything. So you're like, I'll bag my own groceries. I'll take my cart out. So what happened was I took my cart out into, you know, the parking lot, loaded up my groceries. And there was a high school, you know, kid wasn't a kid it was a boy you know rounding up carts and when he came to get mine I said you know thank you so much for everything you're doing and he looked at me and he was like thank you so much for saying that I hope you have a great day and I think what's happening in this culture is while we have to be socially isolated we don't have to be humanly isolated you know and I I just think it goes a long way. Like every person I'm checking out with, I say, you know, thank you so much for showing up to work today for it, kind of what we we're talking about at the top of the pod, you know, of for doing a job that you're really not getting paid that much money to do. So I think, and I've heard a lot of people saying that someone told me the other day, they were waiting in line to get at Home Depot. And it was just like, and, and I'm sure the guy that was running the line was didn't want to be there. But she said he was just so disgruntled, like, you know, I don't know why you guys are here. I hope you're here for something essential, 10 at a time. And I just hope we don't become like this military state where nobody can even smile or, you know, say hello to each other just because you're wearing a mask, you know? I don't know. It's kind of a tricky time for sure. I will say we're walking on, on not in groups, but the girls and I have been walking um, our dog Sally over on the trail. And everybody over there when they pass you is like, hey, how are you doing? You know. Hope you're doing well. So I, I do think people are trying to to be nice. How is your sister Annette doing? Because um, Annette I, is a single mom. Yeah. Our niece, Ava. Annette adopted her at birth. Yes. So I think, you know, sh we had a long conversation the other day. You know, she's like, I'm, I'm putting together, which just kind of freaked me out. You know, Annette's five years older than me, but she lives in Buckhead. 
Um, and she did adopt Ava. So she doesn't, she's not in one of those situations where she has an ex-husband, you know, where if she got sick, you know, Ava could go stay there. And she was saying, you know, you know, my mom is in assisted living. So she was saying, you know, what would I do? And I said, well, you know, Ava would come and be with us while you were getting better. But oh, we can't afford to send her to Woodward. Well, well I, I mean, I just want to get that on tape. Okay. Well, she's in, she's doing virtual right now. She's good. She's well, covered. I mean, just in general. She's covered. Until After then. we recover, we, we can't afford Woodward. Well, she'll go, she'll go back to Annette then and go back to Woodward. Okay. This is like a long-term thing. But, I mean, I do think <laughs> that people are thinking about you know, if you're if you are genuinely alone, and I'm not even talking in this situation about an elderly person, I'm talking about more of a younger person, you know, this disease comes out of nowhere, you know, the virus comes out of nowhere. So I think it's a very scary time, because you are kind of like, if something happened to me, what would happen? Even, you know, because once, you know, we've seen it with friends who have been diagnosed, once you're diagnosed, you're, you don't see your family for quite a long period you know, while you're in ICU and they're taking care of you. So imagine being a single parent right now. So if you're listening and that's you, I will say as grim as this may sound, I think it's okay to come up with a a plan, a contingency plan. And I think Annette said to me, just after talking to me, she was like, I feel better. You know, just sometimes having a plan of action that hopefully, God forbid, you will never have to use makes you feel better. You know, not having that unknown out there. So... We joke about at our house right now, there it's like all you have an all day dining package on a cruise ship. Yeah. And you're just eating constantly. And you go back to the refrigerator a second time thinking that suddenly something in the past 15 minutes has appeared, something yeah. new or changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this. I'm getting my steps in going to the refrigerator right now. Well, we joked about it. It's like it, we, we most of the cruises we've taken have been on Royal Caribbean. And there's that restaurant on there on every Royal the Caribbean. The Windjammer. It's on every Royal Caribbean. And it's basically. Questionable even outside of a pandemic. Seriously. It's, it's like the breakfast, lunch, dinner catch-all. If you don't have reservations anywhere, if you're by the pool and you, you know people wander in in bathing suits with a towel wrapped around on flip-flops, it's just... And day one, you're okay with all this because you're like, they're playing the island music and you're like, dun, dun, da, da, and you're like on vacation mode. Day three, you're like, I have seen that cantaloupe. And not just like that, that specific cantaloupe. That specific That piece can- of yep. cantaloupe. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> as recently as dinner last night. On your plate. Yeah. Yeah. They're peddling it. Do you remember, I can't remember what cruise it was on, and I remember you thought this was just hilarious. Like, I bought some wine bottle, and it was probably expensive. But the theory was that this bottle was going to follow me around every dinner, <laughs> and they would pour for that from that same bottle, mm-hmm. you know? And you were just like, this is not, this is that's not your bottle. You know, and they would make such a big deal about, they're going to go get my bottle. Was it your bottle or not? I don't I know. I remember that, but what was it? Did we well, ever figure out It's probably like a coat check somewhere where they're just rambling through bottles trying to figure out whose is what. Or- I'm not going to do that, though. <laughs> I like to re, I want to I reissue my opinion. I don't think that, I can't believe that I thought that, that your bottle would travel you No, you each. didn't think that. Oh, yeah. Okay, right. well, okay then. Yeah, right. no, you were calling them out. You're like, that's not her bottle. They that's just know some- that what you're drinking. Exactly. You're like, that's some random bottle. You're so silly. Yeah, well, they made it seem like it, so. Okay, let's check out fly back down there one more time. I'm going to fire you. Real Estate Expert Advisors is taking all precautions for both uh, their employees, uh, their expert advisors, co-op agents, clients, customers, and the community. At 
real estate expert advisors, Tracy Cousineau and her team of expert advisors are simply going at it slightly differently than normal. Um, right now, they are still doing showings with a new virtual system. Homes are still selling right now with Tracy Cousineau and real estate expert advisors. Reach out to them a couple of different ways. Online, tracycousineau.com. That's cousin with an E-A-U. Why? Because you know Tracy's going to sell your home. Tracy Cousineau, cousin with an E-A-U. They just launched their supercharged virtual listing system. Home shopping options are available now. You can take a virtual tour online or schedule a sanitized social distancing tour in person. Real estate has been listed as an essential business, and real estate expert advisors are still selling and closing homes Every day. I was talking to Tracy uh, just this past week. She told me they closed uh, 30 houses in 14 days. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's still, the houses are still selling. 855, my expert, Tracy Cousineau, real estate expert advisors. Wine, wine, wine. Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen. Bunchkin. Whatever it is. Bunchkin. They're not happy. No, I think With you six got Super this Bowl wrong. Rings, they're not happy being the most beautiful couple in all of the world he's handsome she's beautiful they both have fame but they don't have one thing and that one thing is what really fuels your marriage and keeps it where it should be i think you got this all wrong do it what set me straight on well i mean i think the point of this he went on howard stern and he was saying that he had a really like candid chat as people do with howard and he was saying that two years ago she was not satisfied with their relationship and that there was some work to be done. And I think the interesting thing is to flip that on its side to say they do have everything. They are, you know, beautiful, successful. And sometimes even the beautiful, successful people all the time have to work on their marriage. You know, you you look at people and you think, oh, my gosh, they have everything from Six the Super Bowl rings, from the gorgeous outside. wife. Handsome husband, healthy kids, been married 10 years. They went to therapy. You believe that there are two different types of people in a marriage. Yeah, I think that you can either be like a go with the flow person who, you know, never says anything. If something bothers you, you let it go under the bridge or, you know, don't point it out. Or I think you... um you can be a whole account, a whole people accountable type person. And I think that in, that goes in a marriage as well. You know, I, I realized a long time ago and it sounds so simple, but like you, you being you, mm-hmm. Caddy, are not responsible. Hi. Hi, are not responsible for my happiness. I'm responsible for my happiness. But the other person doesn't have a right to rain on your parade all the time. You know, but if you're in a marriage and there are things that you think somebody is slipping on or could do better you know, I th- I want to be, and we have that marriage. I want to be in a marriage where someone says, hey, not in a mean way, but hang on, I need to talk to you about something. You know, and you've you've done a good job with me with the girls sometimes. I didn't have it as much with Will. There's a dynamic more with moms and girls. And, you know, some you've even told me a couple of times, you know, I think this is bothering X daughter or this one. You know, and sometimes as a mom, that's hard to hear, but I do hear it, you know, and I think, okay, I got to work a little bit harder, look at that a different way. And I've certainly held you accountable in lots of things, you know, Mm. but I I do. And I'm thankful for that. Right. And I think. But I'm a sinner. 
we, we've established that. I'm a flawed man. We established that in number four or whatever. But yeah. I mean, so I think what they were doing <coughs> is holding each other accountable. When you go on Stern, you got to bring it. When you go on Howard Stern, you have to be prepared for him to peel back the layers and to uh, really address and discuss and dissect things about your career or your life or your marriage on his show. And I think that Tom Brady, uh, I've, I've listened to uh, the, the show that he was on, and I think that Tom Brady did a great job. It was his first shot, his first uh, appearance on the Stern Show. Yeah. He did say um, that Rob Gronkowski, Gronk, is the man. In what do the you locker mean? room. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. That after the games, he would just, uh, even with reporters in the locker room, that Grant would, uh, he would take off his sweaty uniform and Brady said, look like a pair of, look like a pair of wooden clogs. <laughs> okay. How did we get to there? Because we're talking about Tom Brady being on Howard Stern. Right. And he's not, you know, he's not with the Buccaneers anymore, nor is Tom Brady. No, he's, I'm sorry, with the with the, the Patriots. Patriots. He's with the Buccaneers. But, you know, Gronk's doing big things on WWE right now. Well, I think what was interesting about... But he said, and, and Howard Stern circled back around to it as a lie, that he has a perfect penis. That's what, that's what Tom Brady said. Who knew there was such a thing? What? I think the point of this was that, well, also with Stern, like you never, you never really get kind of an inside look into Tom Brady. Are you writing down episode titles? <laughs> Tom, Tom puts a wall up. He's, he's not, he doesn't usually let people in a lot, but I think the point to all of this is we what can is bring that? it back to okay. center, 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 um, is you have to work on your marriage. And it, I mean, you know, you have to figure out what, always you have to. yeah, but you have to figure out kind of like what dynamic you want, you know? Some people just keep the peace. They don't ever want to argue. They don't ever want to disagree. They don't, you know, and and some people always want to be just, you know, glad handed like, yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah, you're great. You're wonderful. I just don't want to be in that. And we don't have that dynamic. But yeah, I guess you got to figure it out for yourself, you know, but I think what did that what, what did he say they did to kind of get it back on track? Uh, counseling. She wrote him a letter. She being Giselle. Giselle wrote him a letter. And like, I don't know put it in his shape kit or something when he went on a road trip for a game and, and basically just said, I'm not happy. But I think the thing she wasn't happy about was she thought there needed to be a better balance in the off season specifically. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't that she wasn't happy with their marriage. She just thought, you know what? I need you to step up a little bit more um, at home, you know, on, on the balance of the kids, take the kids to school. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's, a, that's a conversation a that goes on in a lot of marriages. You know, if, I have been everything. I've been a stay-at-home mom. I've been a working mom. I, you know, and I think there's, I always said that there was like on-ramps and off-ramps for careers. And like, you know, as a woman or a man, you can you can be on one career path. And then for whatever reason, because something's going on in your family, you have to get off and get back on. But I do think at different stages in your marriage, you have to check in. And there may be something that works at a certain time when your kids are little that doesn't when they're older, you know? So I think she was just saying to him, I need you to be a little bit more involved. When you prepare a meal from dinner affair, all the ingredients that will make up your meal that you cook in under 15 minutes at your house are handled in a contained 
sanitized, safe environment, and then safely cooked in your home. With Dinner Affair, the, uh, the meal packages that you, um, that you pick from the menu that changes every month, no contact delivery. And they give you like an hour window when you choose your delivery day on the calendar at dinneraffair.com, dinneraffair.com. And then uh, they text you like, uh, you know, the one hour window that morning saying, listen, they're going to come. Your meal is going to be delivered between two and three, but you don't have to be there. They can leave them on the front porch. They can put them in the garage right now. $30 off your first dinner affair order when you use the promo code CADDY. That's C-A-D-D-Y. The April menu is up. And tonight we're doing baked ziti with homemade turkey meatballs. Yum. And I was looking online. Some of the plans are under $200, you know, for meals. So, I mean, if you are going to the grocery store right now and just spending money, money, money on junk food, it's it's actually a really nutritious, good way to eat for you know, probably not as much as you're spending at the grocery store. Dinner Affair, committed to providing a safe and delicious dinner delivered to your door anywhere in Metro Atlanta. Pre-chopped, pre-prepped, everything that you need for your meal from Dinner Affair is included when it comes frozen, defrosted 24 hours in advance, and you got dinner from dinneraffair.com. Dinneraffare.com. It's okay not to be productive during a pandemic. Don't underestimate the power of doing absolutely nothing if the mood strikes you. Now, this is something that I practice my entire life. Well, I was going to say, who are you? But it applies. It applies to, to more people now than ever with the coronavirus and the, the pandemic. So are you giving us the okay? To, like, who's giving us the okay to do this? Who's saying this? You're saying this? It's okay? No, it was somebody in the Washington Post article that I read. But I, I thought when I was reading it, I thought to myself, you know what? Listen, again, that's worked for me my entire life. And I turned out okay. So if you don't feel like you're getting things done right now, it's fine. It's okay. Well, I think, too, there's like this movement, and it started at the beginning when all this sort of kind of started. And and I was doing it, too, this one-room challenge where I was cleaning all my mm-hmm. – but that's kind of come to a grinding halt, you know? And it's like you, you're so ambitious, like the things that you're going to get done. I mean, you're going to build an addition onto your back porch. You're going to paint rooms. You're going to, you know, do all this stuff. and. You know, we were laughing the other day, a friend of mine, she was like, I just got up and I'm already trying to figure out when I'm going to take my nap. Because, you know, I think that there's something about doing nothing that kind of makes you lazy, just in general, you know, to do anything. And and I think too, and this is going to sound really bad, but I think a lot of people kind of have a little low level depression. And it makes you just lazy and kind of sleep a lot. And when you don't have control of things, and you don't know what to do, you, you know, you just sort of tend to do nothing. Um which I guess is okay. You have a sense of fear. Anxiety is up. You're being pulled in multiple directions. You're having trouble focusing. Uh, job loss for so many people. Um, fear for lack of health care. Right. If you need it. Uh, in the case of, of the pandemic, or if something should happen to you, a heart attack right now, or your child busts open their knee when they're, Playing yeah, in the driveway right now. You're just consumed by fear. Well, if you have little kids, like babies and little kids, it's like you clean up one room, but they're, I mean, you don't get one room cleaned up and you think you've like successfully done something. And then you walk into another room and you're like, oh my gosh, like what happened in here? So it's just this, you're almost on this carousel of like cleaning and feeding. And and that's what I was kind of in in the beginning. And I've let it go. I mean, I, I don't even know what's going on upstairs. I'm kind of like you now. Because I, I just know that if I go up there and do some, 
And I will do it. But if I do some massive cleaning, it's going to be right back to it, you know, because they're living in their rooms. We're, we're all, you know, we're not leaving. We're not going anywhere. So I don't know. But I think, I think the big word through this time is, and it's a word I love in general, is grace. I think you have to give yourself some grace to just be okay with not being okay, too. You know, that's the other thing someone said. Is it, oh, you know, someone said, put on, like, you know, Facebook, asking for a friend, is it okay to cry three times a day? Yeah, it is, you know, because your feelings are very personal to what your situation is and what you're going through. And I think you can look around and be like, oh, my gosh, everybody's flourishing and, you know, pandemic. They're doing all these house projects. They're having all these, you know, Zoom happy hours. They're, you know, maybe you're not doing that and that's okay. You know, however you have to get through each day to kind of get through. But I will say this. I think that it's important to take a shower and shave. I shave for the first time in about six, seven days. And and change clothes. I mean, and I know that sounds so silly. But But we're all going days without showering. Well, I'm not. I don't know who you are. Well, I mean, but I mean, it could be five, eight o'clock, 5 p.m., 8 p.m. until you get in the shower. Well, and you have to remind your kids. I mean, I'm I'm having to remind my kids, which seems crazy. Like, you know, brush your teeth, do the things you normally do. But again, because they're not on any kind of schedule. You know, they pat around in pajamas all day. You might want to go from your day pajamas to to your night pajamas, you know. It is, it's just a different time. But I think whatever, you know, whatever you have to do to get through it. And I will say, and I will keep preaching this, for me, my lifesaver, I can only speak for me, has has been getting out and just getting a little sunshine you know, getting out of your space, of your four walls or wherever you're living to kind of get some fresh air, you know. Doing nothing is okay, too. I'll post a link to this article. It's a great article. Yeah, it really The Washington is. Post. It is. Don't feel like getting things done. It's okay not to be productive during a pandemic. Put a link to this article, a complete article in the letter, which hits your inbox on Saturdays, and you can sign up. Easy to do. Uh, there are links to subscribe to the letter on all of our social media pages. But you can also text left on red as in the color red R E D to the number six. No, no, sorry. That's our old text number. It kicks <laughs> some habits never change uh, left on red. No spaces red R E D to the number two, two, eight, two, eight, two, two, eight, two, eight and get the letter. Plenty of pictures and links to the things we discuss and videos. And uh, last weekend, uh, last Saturday, you got uh, the, the Easter thing that you did with the family and, uh, what was that? Sounds thing? crazy. Yeah, yeah. Our jib jab jib jab with uh, all of the kids and Donna and myself. Yep. So well, I want to talk about Uno a little bit. We've Please. been yeah. one seriously. The, seriously. We should have led this podcast with this right here. Okay. Because let me start if you don't mind. Earth shattering. All right. We've been, huh? This is just earth shattering. We have been playing Uno as a family uh, about every night for, for three weeks now. Last night. Well, first let me start. Olivia, who's our 16 year old daughter. We learned about a weekend was not playing the color even if she had it in her hand. That was one time. No, we don't know that, though. I think she's played. Why, why would you just pick that up? She's played Uno her entire life that way. I don't think so. But okay. I last night learned, and I was arguing. I learned that if you are holding a wild card, you can play it at any time. Yeah. Even if you're... Okay. You Even if the color... That's being played. That's exposed. Say it was a red six. And you have a red card. You can still throw the wild card. Yeah. If you have that. Where did that come from? Okay. Let me ask you this. When else would you. Did you, you know that? Really? Yes, Hans knew that. 
My God. I had no idea. And I was argumentative and oh, I was getting loud childish. and I was challenging the kids. And Charlotte, our youngest, gets out the official rules and reads it. Daddy, it says here. And then it said. But my question is when, otherwise, when would you play your wild cards? You would just have a whole handful out, of wild cards. No, when you run out of that color. Say, if I didn't have a red, then I could throw the wild card. No, 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 no. It's always been that way. I, but my entire life, I've played it that you can't just toss it down, even here, if you have the color. Yeah. Here, and that affects every game that I've ever played Okay, well, and my overall win percentage. Well, we're not going back in time, but here's the thing about Uno. Every family has their own kind of Uno. There's Uno rules, and then there's family Uno rules. You know, so... Before you sit down to play a game, because this happened when we played with my niece, Ava, she's like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't, there was something we did that she doesn't, she plays differently. Before you include other members into your Uno game, you sort of have to set the table. Establish the rules. Establish the rules. Rules of the house there, you know, with the cards and everything. But, I mean, you are just, there's so many issues with you and Uno because, God bless you, you're colorblind. So... I have to usually sit beside you because... Not the most user-friendly game for you. No, and the kids try to, like, mess you up. They're like, it'll be like a green two. And they're like, it's a blue two. I'm like, okay, let's don't do this to dad. Let's don't do more to dad. Well, red and green are the the toughest. Right. And I holler bingo just to mess with everybody. If I'm holding like six cards, I'll bingo. And everybody just looks because they don't, they're, they think, well, we're playing Uno. What does bingo have to do? Nothing. Daddy's just being silly. Yeah. Kelly Jack. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how you play it. Play your wild card. Brittany Aldean, you say, is taking some heat on Instagram. Brittany is the wife of country star Jason Aldean from Georgia because of something that she posted uh, just in the past week. Well, it was something to the effect of we're, you know, 200 and something days in, or however many days into quarantine. And I hope we keep, you know, I hope we can keep making it. And people came at her. Not like true Jason Aldean fans, but they said, you know, here's the deal. You have this, they're at the, they're quarantining at the beach. I think they're in, they, they have a 30A. place. Yeah, in 30A. And so they were like, you're on the beach. You have a pool, an infinity pool. You have a bowling alley. Jason has a hibachi grill that he's doing hibachi on every night. It's kind of funny to watch him doing it. He's been posting some videos. And you have Jason Aldean. I mean, you got plenty to do. You know what I mean? Literally. So people kind of came at her for like, you know, Again, everyone's temperatures are up about this kind of stuff. And it's like, try quarantining in a one-bedroom apartment by yourself with three kids and no money, no job, no health insurance, you know, thinking you have symptoms and can't get tested. And she was like, oh, my gosh, I am so sorry. I did not mean, you know, to offend anyone. I was just kind of putting a joke out there. But it got me thinking, like, just from a whimsical perspective, because we need some of that right now. Like, if you could add one thing to your house that would help you during quarantine B. time, what would that be? <laughs> B. Um, I'd like a, I mean, I don't want people coming at me, but, but we don't have one, so you can't. I, I would like a pool right now. I would yeah, like I a would pool. too. I would too. With a tiki bar. Yeah. Yeah, just float around on it all day. It could be in a group, uh, be in a pub ground pool. Well, we can get one of those. Shipped. Well, could, let's talk after the pot. Yeah. What about you? I I don't know. I think I would want like um. I don't know. Like maybe like a a beach, like a man made beach with like a volleyball court. You where are you going to put that? Well, like in the backyard. Okay. But like some palm trees where you almost kind of could fool yourself that you were 
at the beach at the or beach. something. Yeah. I would like a finished basement. Okay. Well, we're, now you're going, you, you've already got your pool. You can't keep going. Oh, I don't get two? No. Okay. So that you can quarantine away from us. Yeah. Or well, at least we, just get away. We always said we were going to finish our basement when our kids were little, and then you need different things. So then we're like, well, we'll wait, because then we're going to build a studio for you. And then we're like, no, we don't need that now. And then we Why need a we studio. Well, like we, fired or something. No, we probably still do need that. But I mean, your needs, you almost just have to do your basement because your needs keep changing for what you actually need your basement And if you for. keep chasing that, you never you're do. never going to get it done. And then you're like, oh, we're going to move. We're just not going to do it. And we'll, yeah. Donna has discovered dog TV on some channel. Well, a friend told me about it. And we have, what kind of cable satellite do we have? I so we know. have direct TV and it's like five, six, two, but you just put in, you Type in dog TV and it uh, will come up. What it, happens on dog TV? Well, it's been going great. I'm not even kidding. Like, I did not believe my friend. She said her dog would watch TV for like 20 minutes at a time. And I, I mean, these dogs, and you've heard them, I'm trying to do conference calls and work and they bark and they bark and they go outside and then they come back, back inside in. and then they scratch the door and then they go out back outside and they dig a hole and they come back in and they're dirty and well, they jump on your bed. I think I figured and out. You just changed the sheets. I think I figured out where they learned to After dig the hole. After four weeks, yes. On dog TV. So it was all going fine. Like they have these, they, they divide the day by like relaxation and then playtime. And so like when it's relaxation, Sally and Roscoe were like sleeping under blankets. And it's like this music, like ding, dong, 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 you know, <laughs> and they were so happy and sleeping. And then for rela- for like playtime, it would have squeaky toys. I've, I've heard the squeaky toy. Yes. When I've been working or Somewhere else in the house. Yes. And you've had it on dog TV. Yes. I've heard the squeaking noise and it drives the dogs crazy because they think that that dog on the screen has their squeaky toy. And Roscoe, who is our younger coonhound, he will go to his toy box and he will check to make sure that his squeaky toy is still in there. But that's what they're supposed to do. So it's not a shearer. No. So it's supposed to be interactive and playtime. But then yesterday I went in there and they were both, and I'm not even kidding. They were staring at the TV and it was a dog digging this i mean this hole it was like the hole and and i'm like that's where they're learning how to do this because roscoe has dug this hole there's like the underhound railroad i mean i don't know where he's going you've seen it well he's always dug holes but maybe not this big i think he's getting and there's he has several projects going on he's getting tips on the dog tv okay so I may have to turn it off. Is but that he, part of our package or are we paying i'm extra not pay, for, no i'm not paying extra for the dog tv for dog tv we are all in this together, and um, we're going to be in this together for a while. And believe it or not, phones are still busy helping those that have been injured in car accidents here in Atlanta. One eight hundred hurt nine one one. You see, maybe uh, you know the, the photos of the downtown connector here in Atlanta during five o'clock in the afternoon on rush hour, and there are so few cars in Atlanta and, and the state of Georgia doing such a great job with trying to you know uh, bend the curve. But Atlanta drivers, those that are out there, are, are even more distracted now than ever. Doing everything that they can at 1-800-HURT-911 to keep you safe, to keep you healthy. Take your recovery to the bank. HURT-911 has doctors to help you recover and experienced attorneys that can get you the compensation that you deserve. Car accident, it's a 911 call. Then call 1-800-HURT-911 to get the best representation. 1-800-HURT-911. That is the number. one 800 Hurt nine one one. The come on get appy feature, which is just on my second highly has, rated, has, has been suspended. No, it hasn't. It's just no, it hasn't. I'm bringing it back. I'm it, doing. It brought a, us two flops in a row. It didn't. I'm coming back with a COVID free version. Okay, here's what happened. 
if you follow along, which I know you do because it is the highest rated feature. It gets us the most downloads. It vaults us to the top of the Apple charts, I'm telling you. So what happened was the first one, and I have to go back on this, was Zagster. A lot of A lot of people reached out to me after our last episode where I didn't have a chain on my bike that I bought and didn't realize. There were a lot of questions, first and foremost, about how I didn't know that there wasn't a chain on the bike. But secondly, why were you buying a bike? Because you talked about the bike app. And what I didn't say in the last episode is Zagster had been temporarily suspended because obviously with everything that's going on, they don't want you renting bikes that potentially someone else has rented that, you know, could be a problem. So that's why. Those handlebars are just a bed of COVID. Yes, bed of COVID. So I, that's why I bought those two bikes. So Zagster is coming back up. It is a fantastic app. And as I told you in the last pod, based on what happened to me with these bikes, I mean, that is reason enough. Like they should put me on their posters at this point. So the Job Seeker Act, Job Seeker app, yeah. app Job you, Spotter, whatever it is that you pushed so heavily, uh, has they're done. They they we both got an email because we both had accounts. Donna was much more active than I because I'm lazy. Uh, but we both got emails because we're registered users. Uh, Dear Job Spotters, it said, <laughs> and basically it said that we're shutting down. We're I know. done. We're done. I know, so, and I'm so sorry because this was a great app and you could make money on the side doing it. But they're they're shut down and they're not coming back. So what I'm committing... Nor is this segment. Right. Well, what I'm committing to you is I will, in the next pod, have a COVID-free app. Okay? Meaning what, though? It's it's There's no way it can go away. Okay. I don't think. I mean, I don't know. Nothing in, in life is guaranteed. But Ashley Schaefer... Well, you know what? Before we go out and, and seg the pod peeps, do your, your jingle just so... It's kind of weakened with what's going on. Okay. I hope we can still come on, get... Happy. All right. Ashley Shaver Hill is a pot peep for this episode. She writes, I run a half marathon every month, and obviously April's was canceled. I'll be doing my very own quarantine 13.1 tomorrow. You say you're not a runner. Is she speaking to me? You think? She's speaking to you. However, uh, you and Donna will be running along with me while I'm uh, participating in the quarantine 13.1. You keep me entertained for 13.1 miles. Keep up the great second act. Well, feeling excited. And I reached back out to Ashley after uh, she sent this to me. And I said, how did the quarantine 13.1 go? And she said it went fantastic. So That's wonderful. I do want to say to Ashley, if she has both of us along for her running, I am the one in her ear who's saying, you got this girl, keep going. And you're the one saying, oh my doing? God, how much longer? How long have we been running? My feet are... Are you here for the whole episode or... Yes. Okay. Rob and Roswell, a pod peep. Uh, Rob responded to the letter that he gets every Saturday in his inbox. Uh, they got here in September, 2000, uh, been listeners. And we've met a couple of times at the North Georgia state fair and wild bills, uh, getting to hear from you and your wife and fam is a bit, is a bit, is a huge bonus to us. Um, Rob continued. I'm getting called up on the podcast today after taking a few weeks off. And I just heard you talk about Kenny Rogers show at the buckboard. And then Rob sent me a link and he said, is this a show you talked about February, 2000, I'd never been to the Buckboard, but I did go to the Mad Italian, which I believe was nearby, perhaps. And the Mad it Italian was. was steps away from the Buckboard. Yes, and it was so good. In that same, uh, same shopping center. I went to Rob's link, and sure enough, there are photos of the Kenny Rogers uh, listener appreciation. You were right. It was a listener appreciation concert and, yeah, for Yeah, I knew it was. Moby was there. Jim, I had pictures of Jim Van and Deborah Richards on stage with Moby and Kenny. And Linda Davis uh, was a special guest. I don't remember that, but she's on the stage with Kenny Rogers in these photos at the Buckboard that night in February of 2000. Afterwards, uh, you may recall from the previous pod, Donna hit me 
in, in with her car on two eighty five because Ta- bump bumped you tapped huh? you tapped you. I had to file an insurance claim. You did I not. Did. I, did. I don't even know that you had insurance, much less to file a claim. Please, <laughs> please. I'm going the the link from Rob to the Kenny Rogers photos is from uh, TommyDodd.com. Tommy Dodd is a very famous session player huh. in Nashville, and he also played at the Buckboard and. Um, with the bandit, the buckboard bandits, and a couple of other talented groups in and around Atlanta for the years, um, I'm going to reach out to Tommy and 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 see if he would allow us to pull some of the pictures from his site for the letter. Yeah, that's and great. Post them there because they're great photographs. That's awesome. Uh, Sal Hogan lives in Kennesaw. Uh, today's podcast hit me, uh, hit hard with me. He writes every year since I can remember on the Thursday that starts the Masters, my dad eats a pimento cheese on white bread and drinks a Budweiser, his favorite sporting event of the year. This is the first time in my life he's not enjoyed those three things. Thank you and Donna for being so relatable. I was shocked she said that, and I thought we were the only ones that did that. Sal's father is Bob. Bob Yeah, and you know what I thought about after I read this? Thank you for reaching out to us, number one. Um, My dad was a huge golfer. And so growing up, when I would come home from Athens on Sunday from Georgia and come home and get a meal, get money, get my clothes washed and all that good stuff, I would lay on the couch with him because he would always play golf on Saturday and on Sundays he would watch golf. And um, as a child, we watched the Masters all the time together. That was, you know, one of the things that we did together. And my dad also ate a pimento cheese sandwich on white bread and drank a Budweiser. So um, I think that what you should do is do that anyway. You know, like I was saying, just go wander around in your azaleas out back and pretend that you're at the Masters. But what are they going to do in? Well, it's November, mid-November. Uh, they were scheduled that. What are they going to do about? I mean, because the azaleas will be dead, right? I mean, the we're going to have like tumbleweeds and corn, no, corn no, well, and, not there. I mean, they. You, you think it's kind of like I think Augusta would be like Disney yes. when it starts to rain at any Disney property, the raincoats come out of the ground. Oh yeah, and they're suddenly they have thousands of them at every gift shop in every corner. Yeah, and then when the rain stops and the sun comes out, they disappear magically. Yeah. Of course, I think maybe it's the same thing. I think that Augusta. I mean, hell, they could have them grown no somewhere um, in a greenhouse in October. Yeah, just no, because absolutely. it's Augusta and they can. Yeah, so and have them shipped and planted, yeah. if not placed around. Even though it's not the Masters, go over and enjoy a, a pimento cheese and Budweiser with your dad. I've been so blessed through my 26 years in Atlanta to have met, uh, and this is truth, so many listeners that have become just so close to our family. And Betsy Richards introed the show today. And you've heard us talk about Betsy Richards on the pod before. Um, And I was thinking, who are we going to get to intro the show for this episode? And I'm thinking and going back through. And we're so far in at this point, I sometimes forget. And I thought that I would have surely asked Betsy to intro the show by this point. And I was thinking, I was going back. And I'm like, you know what? I hadn't. I reached out to her. Betsy I met for the first time about a decade ago and it's, she sent me a photo. We're going to include this in the letter too. It um, is a photo of Dallas and tug and myself with Betsy and her crew in the dirt parking lot at Lakewood, which was the back parking lot right. with a really good tailgate. Went yeah. On. Right. And uh, she said, do you remember this picture? It was a Jason outing concert. We ate chicken tenders and cupcakes. That's a I combat. don't remember. <laughs> Eating chicken tenders and cupcakes that day. But I remember that event, and I flash back so much when uh, Betsy Richards sent me that picture. Betsy is part of the um, medical 
field. Has been for 25 years. She currently works at Villarica Ear, Nose, and Throat ENT. Uh, Betsy is one of the most devout, dedicated Christians I think I've ever met in my life. She goes to Southern Hills, the church at City Station. I remember we used to play a game on the morning show called The Thousand Dollar Minute. And it was where it was 10 questions. And if you answered all 10 in 60 seconds, then you won $1,000. I remember that, yeah. I loved it. It was a yeah, lot of fun. Because fun. If, if, if someone got an answer right, then it carried over. Yeah. To the next week. Or someone didn't get it wrong, it carried over and you could cheat. Well, you, you knew the Google. answer. Yeah. yeah it was yeah. the same questions. So, yeah. But it was tough. Not many people won. No. We didn't do it for long because the station had no money. Right. But Betsy won $1,000 with yeah, $1,000 a awesome. minute. And she immediately tied the entire $1,000 to her church. How about that? Because they were building a sanctuary at the time. And I love the fact that, you know, Betsy is such a Christian woman and she is so kind. She's always been so kind to our family. So sweet to me and to you. Sends cards. So positive. And here you are, sinner, and you're friends with Betsy. I mean, you call yourself. Betsy understands that. Matter of fact, hang on. Let me find here because we've been going back and forth via text. Um, Hang on. Uh, Oh, I meant to, I needed to add uh, cupcakes, chicken fingers in the dirt dirt parking lot at Lakewood after the community tequila ice luge. Oh, okay. So listen, you don't talk about, I mean, Betsy's got a Wall Street game. She came out to see us both at the Atlanta International Auto Show. Yes, she did. When uh, we were out there. Um, She is truly just an amazing person in, in so many different ways. And she is such a good aunt uh, to uh, softball player, Audrey and future bass master nephew, Justin. Uh, she says, I have the best family and friends I can ask for. Love Jesus and the beach almost equally. How about that? Betsy Richards. She sent Olivia $10 in the past week. So sweet. Because we've talked about Olivia, a 16 year old daughter who is, is making masks yeah. for people. And Betsy's in the medical community, works in the medical community. Yeah. She wasn't asking for a mask. No, it wasn't she even just for her. Yeah. Ten dollars, just for the supplies. Just for the supplies. Very sweet, very kind. Everyone needs a Betsy in their life. Um, she's a great woman. We have a small ask of you: three simple things, if you don't mind. Number one, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything coming up on my second act. Uh, number two, rate and leave five star reviews for the podcast helps other people to find it, and also helps us to continue to chart way up there on the Apple Podcast charts. Uh, and number three, show our sponsors some love. So important to us uh, that we have such sponsors who have truly believed in in this podcast, in my second act in life. And from show one, Tracy Cousineau has been with us. Tracy Cousineau and real estate expert advisors. Call Tracy today at 855-MY-EXPERT. And Dinner Affair, um, it's $30 off any order for first-time customers. Just use promo code CADDY, C-A-D-D-Y. 1-800-HURT-911. Thank you, Dr. Brian Veal. Car accident is a 911 call. Call 1-800-HURT-911 to get the best representation. Gallery Furniture on Brownsbridge Road in Gainesville. Ask for Donna or now ask for Daughter Marilyn and shop online. Askforthewolfman.com. And also Colleen Core 57 Milton in Alpharetta City Center. Thank you, uh, uh, Colleen, for supporting the podcast and the Caddy and Donna Hype Song playlist on Spotify. New episodes every Tuesday, every Thursday. It's Cadillac Jack, my second act. We are so proud to be a part of the Avon Podcast Network. 